This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. Besides Andrew, no, you losers. You're just like Nick. Last night I sent the video of this their performance at SNL. It's Soul Asylum, and uh, uh, yeah, one of the Soul first Asylum. one of the first uh, concerts I took Nick to, and uh, he knows them, and he's like, oh, I didn't know that they were ever SNL big. And I was I was like personally offended. Yeah, and Did- isn't it funny how we all have our little roped off areas? You know, mm-hmm. like someone out there is like, what do you mean you don't love Kaja Gugu? You know, and you're like, <laughs> yeah, man, just never loved him. Sorry. <laughs> I did the thing asking a bunch of people in the office two months ago if they knew who Tom York was. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You didn't and- ask a bunch of people. You asked a bunch of young people. Oh, yeah, they didn't know. Yeah. And Maybe I had, if you had said Thom, they might have figured it out. Well, Thom York? And York, like, I, York with Yorkie. an E. Thom Yorkie. Thom. <laughs> like the medicine shopping <laughs> I, I know it's not, he's not like Mick Jagger big name, right? But he's still... He's a genius. Yeah, it's Radiohead. I mean, you would think. And I this happened uh, about five, six years ago. Um, asking people in their 20s about Jack White, and I didn't even think that they wouldn't know who that was mm-hmm. because I, uh, he was in town, and I was picking up tickets, and, like, who are the tickets for? Like, oh, Jack White. And this guy's like, who's that? I'm like, what do you mean, who's that? <laughs> Is it's he a not big like band he was leader? From, it's <laughs> not like he was from 30 years ago. And, and then you the say, White's, White Stripes. They're like, White stripes. who are they? Well, I think a lot of them knew White Stripes, but then I went and asked all the 20-somethings in the office if they knew who Jack White was, and none of them did. I thought this isn't a band from the 70s. I I had this in my show sheet, actually, that we all know that uh, America's a melting pot. And we all know that there are, you know, 17-year-olds out there and 97-year-olds out there. And we talk a lot about generationally that we all have this bias to think that we're the ones that really count. We're the cool ones. We're the ones with the best music, the best entertainment, uh, the best religion, the best this, the best that. And... We're all right. We're all wrong. But when you think about, you know, people say, like, well, I want a diverse country. 
brother, you got a diverse country, right? And the fact that we even attempt to govern, the the fact that we even attempt to, to all row in the same direction when you have such absolutely diverse groups of people out there. You feel me? It, it, it's almost laughable that we're all going to be able to get behind anything other than the most basic of directions, right? Because we're all obviously individuals, but even the groups like, oh, white Catholics between 40 and 60, again, quite diverse within that group, but then compare them to African-American Baptists over the age of 70, completely different people. People under 20, people this, people that. And we have two parties, right? Two parties. That's what we have to choose from. It's just kind of nuts when you really think about it. And a conversation like this, just with something stupid like Tom York or Jack White or Soul Asylum or uh, do you believe in Jesus? Do you believe in Vishnu? I don't believe in anything, blah, 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 blah. And we're so absolutely different from each other. And we have two general directions that we can choose. When it comes to the way the country goes. And yet we basically kick everyone else's ass. Yeah. Wonder why. Well, I think part of it is that just, jo- I hate, people hate the word diversity. So I'll find a different word. Just the number of different, like it, when you have differences, you have to find compromises. When you have differences, you then end up realizing, oh, wait a minute. They may be different this way, but in reality, we're not that different. We all just want basically the same thing. We want to be left alone. You know, you want to do your own thing. And I, I do think that competition is a part of this too, but we have the setup so that we aren't forced in any particular one direction. Good Where point. if you grow up in China, there's a direction and you're following it. And if you're not of the right ethnicity, you are not in the game. Well, well there is no direction better than one direction. I think <laughs> I think Andrew will tell you. Yeah. Well, they broke up. They well, split. That's different from K-pop. Yeah. No. But I mean, to you know, to the point when, you know, Americans generally come together under certain very basic foundational principles as the founding fathers would say we hold these truths to be self-evident right and it's this focus on the individual and when you look at the founding fathers i think it is easy to see a see unity or cultural cohesion but that was that really belies the reality which is those founding fathers represented lots of different religions and philosophies that absolutely ravaged europe with war uh, for centuries. So when the founders and the settlers and, and the, you know, uh, those who first came to the United States built this government, they had to create a government that would accommodate differences. And you look up and down the eastern seaboard and there were strong philosophical differences. But what held them together as Americans was this you know, individ- the right of the individual and certain freedoms to exercise those differences. That's why this country has worked with the incredibly diverse melting pot that it is. Let's also point this out, too, though. We've only had to do it for more than just a little more than 200 years. It's young. Yeah. I mean, with, like with very mixed results. Yeah. yeah. I mean, but I mean, overall, if you take all things into consideration, quality of life, economy, opportunity, military strength, I don't know that anyone else is even close. Some of it is because we're so big that the smaller European nations just couldn't compete on all of those levels because they don't have all of the access 
to things that we do. Other parts of it would be, you know, some of the other ones are so big that they have, the, and they don't, and they don't have the ability. And I mean, big like China's population is so big, they don't have the same kind of ability to be just free, go do your own thing. Um, I don't know. That's a weird, overly simplified way to look at it, but I think it's a combination of things. But we also have to prove it a little bit longer. You know, I mean, now that said, while cultures in other places are older, the current economic, or sorry, the current governmental leadership structure in, say, China is not newer than ours. Why do you think? I'm sorry, not older than ours. This is going to be a uh, this is going to be a bad question, but you're going to get what I'm getting at. Um, for a country that is proudly screaming it from the mountaintops, based on individualism, like Amy said, yeah. and uh, in unavoidable diversity with our whole paradigm of immigration. Mm-hmm. Why is it so hard for us to let each other live? It's like we have a, a cafeteria and it's like, hey, you can eat anything you want. But then someone tries to sit down with a hamburger and you're like, this is the pork and bean table. You know, like, uh, I thought this was the cafeteria. We could eat anything we want. This is the point that I wanted to make. Uh, we kind of went different directions. But when you first started this and said, hey, we are a diverse country. And what I was going to say is I think we are, yes. We'd also be a lot better off if everybody just recognized, hey, we're diverse. And that's good. That's good. But there are a lot of people who don't think diversity is good. And they tend to be loud, and they tend to cause a, a trouble. Um, and I think they might be louder and cause more trouble than the people who want more diversity. If you just recognize that we are all very different, but then fundamentally deep down, like Kevin said, we all want the same thing. Security, be left alone, just kind of live your life. That's what we all want, and that we are all more alike than we realize, while also having the diversity. I think we'd be so much better off as a country. Or not. So why do we have such a hard time doing it? Is it just human nature? You have red hair. I have no hair. You're my enemy. Let's punch each other. I mean, there I mean, is part of us. Simple? There is part of us that's wired to compete, to fight, to, to I mean, it's sort of the survival instinct. So if we perceive anything as a threat to our way, we have we do have some of that in us. We should have control over it. I mean, we also have the mental capacity to control our instincts, which is what they, probably mm-hmm. the primary thing that differentiates us from every other species on the planet is that we don't have to give in to our instincts. You know, a tiger's hungry. It sees something, it kills it. We will sit back and go, eh, I want that thing, but I don't need to kill that guy to get it. And we have the ability to control our instincts more so than others, but we still have that instinct. Well, I think people just aren't, they're not, a lot of people not comfortable with uh, those who aren't like them don't like the same things as them or don't look like them. Just a, I think there's just a general discomfort with that for a lot of people. Yeah, but also when you look at, you know, democracy and you look at our Constitution, and it is an experiment because, I mean, my goodness, we went to war over what the words of the Constitution mean. We had the Civil War because we had a large 
group of people in this country who looked at other Americans as less than human, right? We went to war over slavery, and that was much closer you know, to the Constitution than we are now, or the, fa- the writing of the Constitution. So that was a war over what does this mean? What does this look like? Um, and then we decided, yes, in this, during the Civil War, you know, the words of 1776, do not allow for slavery. You can't enslave people. So we had to get rid of that awful, awful stain in our country and institution. So then you keep moving forward and we look at issues now, um, even with like the growth of government, it makes sense that we argue more about policy as government has gotten bigger, right? It's grown over the decades. It just does. That's what government does. And our military involvement has gotten bigger. That That grows as well. So it's constantly as we grow as a country, as the government grows, our spending grows, our interconnectedness with the rest of the world, in addition to the morals and values and definitions of society changing, it affects us and we're going to have those arguments. So that's just a natural evolution of a country like this. Can you guys, this is a really unfair question, but can you guys think of anything that could be done to the laws, to to the, the walls uh, within which we bounce off of and hit each other? Anything that could be done with the laws to help with uh Accepting the diversity and accepting the differences like uh, Raj was talking about. Or do you feel like, well, the laws are pretty good. You know, you can't discriminate. You can't this. You can't that. It's just you can't force human nature. Well, I don't know. We kind of we had to force desegregation. But what, Didn't we? We're what disagree- naturally happened? Every group that has fought for rights has had to go through a fight to get it. Right. I mean, whether it was civil rights, whether it was suffrage, whether it's been. Um, LGBTQ rights. I mean, like everybody that's been on the wrong side of this has had to go through an extended fight to get it. Yeah, but I kind of to Dave's point, you know, with desegregation and and the laws and all of that, it's you can't change people's hearts. And I don't think the laws necessarily for instance, when it comes to race are going backwards. But what we are seeing is like more and more hateful speech. It's like the stigma. And a lot of that has to do with the former president has made it really popular. Right. You know, Donald Trump made it popular to just say, I'm I'm just going to tell it like it is. So he kind of helped embolden some of the ugliest speech that we're seeing. Well, I think that's that that idea you're talking about is normalization. And sometimes laws have to be passed. And and there are people who are on the wrong side of it who will feel like, I, I hate this law and I'll never accept it. But once it's done, people after a while get used to it. So you had people who were told you can no longer yeah. have slaves and they were pissed about that. No, what I'm and is, then, you know, as, as time goes yeah. by, then they become used to the idea that, yeah, you're not supposed to own people. But that's so then I'm they were saying. forced to not own them. Right. But are those laws have been in the books, but I think we've gone backwards as far as maybe people's hearts <laughs> and people just oh, saying. Yeah. Oh, have yeah, we yeah, or, I agree. or do we just have the ability to hear from all of them? Probably a little bit. I mean, there have probably been Andrew Tate's well, I think one leads the to the dawn other. of suffrage. You know, I, I mean, like, yeah, but I think one leads to the other. Because when people feel more comfortable sure, sure, talking yeah. like that, yeah. that does change minds. Yeah. They also feed on that attention, too. Absolutely. Like Look at us starting off smart. Woo! Ah, we'll change it.
We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. DGS. So, uh, <laughs> you know, Andrew. Right? This one? Yeah. Yeah. So we're at lunch today, and uh, and he has a secret. He has a political secret that he can't believe that we don't know. Mm-hmm. And it's who Donald Trump's vice president is going to be. Oh. Yeah. I can't believe he didn't share I it with gotta your tell you, this was, this, was, this was groundbreaking this news. This was something. I, I thought everybody knew. I no, thought no, this no, was no, common no, knowledge. No, 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 no. Are you going to tell us? There's no need to. Uh, you got Colonel tell us. Sanders. Uh, I, that it, would be better. Yes. Oh. It could well be one Mr. Uh, uh, George Santos. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> so Thank they you. say. Look. So you can't word put, on the street. You can't put a whole lot past this guy but that one i am yeah. I, i'm yeah. not that there's i have trump's back on this one yeah, yeah. i'm trump ain't doing that <laughs> he has been at like all of trump's campaign stuff and gorka said on his radio show a couple days ago that the the he knew for a fact that the vp pick would be a recently ex-politician from new york was this before or after the relief factor? Yeah. I mean, this is... <laughs> I'm just saying, the stars are aligning in favor of... It was of, after uh, my Patriot Supply, before <laughs> relief factor. Of one Mr. Santos no or whatever it is, his name on. is. Why do you think that? Because of Gorka? Yeah, Gorka. No. Well, it's he's such no. a... It probably isn't. It probably isn't Santos, but the... It probably isn't. The stars are... <laughs> it I'm isn't. Not, look, I'm not... You say you can't put you can put it past him. I say I can't. Honestly, I will eat this thermos if it's Santos. <laughs> I'm, I'm here. To that. I'm here for George Santos for vice president. Oh, I mean, I'm no. one heartbeat away from being the leader <laughs> of the world. If that oh. happens, man, I'm out. Bring it. Dude, you know, let's just make it. Let's get stupid. Let's, let's do it. <laughs> Done. Like, what's stopping us? I gotta be honest with you. I don't hate it. <laughs> he oh, he already did the videos where he's gonna spill the tea. He'll be like, I'm oh. gonna spill the tea on Congress. Listen, if, yes. if we have already decided as a country we're doing stupid, let's get real <laughs> let's stupid. Let's do it. Let's just do stupid. If he comes back into that chamber in charge of all of them, I mean, come on. <laughs> I can't think of a better ending for Mr. Yes. Santos or whatever it is we decided his name was. <laughs> 
Whatever it turned out, his real name was. How well, many charged lemonades you had today? Oh, wow. Four. Okay. <laughs> there we go. I could hear your heartbeat in that response. <laughs> yes. I can feel it in my chest. By number three, I was like, it's got to be Santos. Trump Santos 2024. Oh, I'd buy a bumper sticker. DGS and Camelwax. Happy, uh, really weird, uh, foggy, moody Thursday. Thursday? Mm-hmm. Oh, thank God. I thought it might have been Wednesday for a second. Um, <laughs> no. Can you imagine that kick in the teeth? That was a close one. That was a close yeah, one. Yeah, if you think it, oh, yeah. Yeah, Ooh-wee. that's as close as I've ever been to, to quitting. Um, <laughs> so we had a really fun break there. Uh, first off, we were talking about George Santos, and then Wheeler was changing the, the subject, but we didn't know it. And he was talking about a football player, and he's like, oh, my God, you see the story about George Boutet? Kayshawn. <laughs> Kayshawn Boutet. <laughs> I, I think he might have said George, though, because we're all like, that's awesome. That's his, that's his new nickname. That's his cameo name. George Boutet. <laughs> Vice President Boutet. <laughs> Trump Boutet. That's the ticket. And then Ron, the, the other sports guy here, is like, I don't know anything about him. And Wheeler would not accept that. Yeah, <laughs> just kept digging in. He kept digging. Yep. I was just explaining to it. Did you not find that story interesting? I did not see the story until you told me. That's what I'm saying. That's why I explained it to you. Yeah, I liked when Kevin was like, "Is he on the Patriots?" And Ranji was like, "I don't know." And he goes, "He's on the Patriots, right?" And was like, "I still don't yeah, know." Yeah, that was a moment of self doubt, and they don't happen very often. I, so I don't know, know how to handle it. Is that what it looks like? Yeah. In the league? Oh. I don't know how to handle it. No, he just keeps saying it over He's and over badger. again until yeah. you give in that you're. No, no, I was it. looking it up while I was saying that. I was okay. trying to convince All myself. I know is that you started with George Boutet, kept Googling, and somehow knew less about George yeah. Boutet. That's amazing. That was a moment where, where Wheeler was like, I love you. And Ron's like, love you. And he's like, you didn't say I. You just said love you. <laughs> That's very different. What do you mean, love you? I talk through confusion. <laughs> Wheeler's like, love you. Ron says, okay. <laughs> So oh. then, OMG, WTF. Then we're we're still on the George Santos thing, and Kyle, who is answering phones today, and the associate producer, uh, who is in seventh grade, and he is the most adorable man I've ever seen. I'm going to fold him up and put him in my pocket and take him home. <laughs> right? Yeah, he's he's oh, cute. Am I, am I anything I'm saying wrong? He's no. a cutie. Kyle's so, very cute. So then Kyle pops on, uh, it, it, like on a loudspeaker in the studio, and Kyle, you said. Uh, so we got a call during the break, and uh, I pick up, and he's like, instead of uh, Santos, uh, we should have, I don't know who this is, by the way, uh, he's like, we should have Lauren Boebert as VP. <laughs> <laughs> We're all like, you are so adorable. <laughs> I don't know who this oh, is, but look. That's got to be so nice to have the bliss, to be of an age bliss. where you don't know who oh. Lauren Boebert you any, is. What's your not, best guess at who Lauren Boebert oh, is? Oh, boy. Um I mean, obviously, she's involved in politics, but I obviously. I don't have uh, a very large uh, political knowledge, so yeah. I kind of just I know like Keep the big way. people. I know Santos, but uh, I don't know. Her. What do you think she does uh, Google, in politics? Uh, Google Little Shop of Horrors. Hold on. What do you think she does in politics? If you had to guess, or no? What does a Lauren Bobert do? Oh boy, I don't. I have no idea. 
What do you think okay. she does at musical theater? More importantly, <laughs> I'm so yes. Right. Google Lauren Boebert and, and which, Beetlejuice. And in which venue did she reach across the aisle? Yes. <laughs> she, she is a congressman who's very, she, very MAGA and likes to get stoned in theaters and grope her husband. <laughs> no, it's her I'd date. Like to, uh, Boyfriend, yeah. Tinder date. I'd like to correct Amy. She didn't reach across the aisle. She reached, <laughs> she reached across the armrest. <laughs> yes. Totally different. So you should That's, Google her, though. Yeah. 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 I'll do it right now. Yep, yeah. Do it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, be careful, could, it might be safe search. Yeah, yeah. Can you imagine how nice it would be to not know who that is? That's oh, amazing. That's awesome. Oh. Could you He's imagine? living my dream. Yeah, I know. Well, that was the dream we lived for a long time in sports. Oh, dude. You just didn't have to know any of that stuff. Yeah, now you got to know who George Boutet is. George Boutet. <laughs> <laughs> He's awesome. <laughs> you know who he is, right? No. You know who he is. But let's be Damn. honest. Let's be honest. If you heard on CNN that George Santos had a shell corporation called George Boutet, <laughs> you would buy it 100%. You wouldn't, you wouldn't doubt it for a second. I would say it Pretty absolutely checks out. Yeah. <sighs> That's the CEO of one of his Great shell companies. Stuff. Great stuff. <laughs> and I don't know who this is, uh, Lauren Bobert. <laughs> that was really funny. That was, Great stuff. That was cute. To cast the deciding vote, we have Vice President Boutet. <laughs> so I think I think Kyle's I think Kyle's twenty two. And when I got into radio, I was thirty six. And one of the first things they did was have me do a second show <laughs> at one p.m. to two p.m. called Talkback St. Louis or something like that. Something St. Like Louis that. Live. St. Yeah. Louis Live. Kyle, I'm telling you, I knew less than you know right now. I didn't know anything, and I would just pretend that I did. <laughs> <laughs> and that was Bush Gore, so people were really mad, you know, and they're just like, I can't believe that under the, the, the Act of 1840, and I'm just like, mm, yeah, yeah, it sounds right. Well, the Northwest Ordinance, yes, I believe. Thank you, Mr. Boutet. You're getting on the dial-up internet to search, who is Al Gore? <laughs> I, <laughs> what does Gore mean? I didn't have In the background, idea. it's like, Beep, boop, beep, boop. <laughs> <laughs> I had no idea about nothing. It <laughs> reminds me, we were, um, my good friend Noah, we always drive to Colorado for our hiking trip, and we were driving through Kansas. I, for, I always forget the name of the town in Kansas, but it's just a giant sign in a field that says the home of Bob Dole. And so I'm driving mm. by, and I'm like, oh, this is the home of Bob Dole. And she doesn't even look at me and just goes, who the hell is Bob Dole? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, okay. He's a very famous uh, Norm Macdonald character. Yeah, he's he's a very famous uh, side character. I can't even fair, picture Bob Dole. I can just picture Norm Macdonald doing Bob Dole impersonations. To be fair, she wasn't in the United States during that time. No. So. He got abducted alongside uh, Bill Clinton by <laughs> Kang and Kodos in the Simpsons Treehouse of Horror episode. But oh, yeah. you know what, though? I mean, we're having fun, but there are a ton of people out there. Uh, like my daughter, Phoebe. Phoebe's 18 now. She can vote. She has I guarantee you should know half what Kyle knows, but, but her vote counts, right? He would be like a a road scholar, you know, for Phoebe. Like if they were dating, she'd be like, <laughs> he knows everything about politics. Yeah, yeah. he's uh, really tied in. My boyfriend Kyle. He can he, he can now impress all of his other twenty two year old friends about Lauren Boebert. You guys know who Lauren like, is? Nope, I do. Let me tell you. Let me tell you a story about Beetlejuice. <laughs> you know the thing, the whole thing about her, and I know we. We already litigated this, but the whole thing about her acting like she had no idea the guy she was dating for two months was a Democrat. Yeah. She had to put up that act yeah. after the fact, like, oh, I didn't know he's a Democrat. Yeah, 
okay. You guys never, you're in Congress and you never one time talked about that? In her that? defense, she seemed to have other things in her mind. Yeah. Yeah. So, oh, yeah. 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 She had uh, different priorities. Yeah. yeah. I will say every time they, they, I see Lauren Boebert on a screen, I think it's Lacey Chabert. She looks just Who's like that? Lacey She does Chabert. look just like Lacey Chabert. I now know. We, now we yeah. found, see, I know everything. <laughs> I've realized that my dorkdom has led me, like, I'm a perfect Venn diagram. She's on a lot of Hallmark movies. Uh, yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. Yes. okay. You might know, her, you might know her from the year 2003. She is from Mean Girls. She was in Mean Girls, but now she's like the queen of Hallmark because Candace Cameron Bure moved over to Great American that? Channel. Because Hallmark, oh, I know that. She's from Hallmark that TV show. racy. Okay. Yeah. Oh. They had such oh, titles one of those. as George Boutte. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> George Boutte celebrates Christmas. Christmas Boutte. Christmas with the Boutte's. <laughs> Boutte for Christmas. <laughs> Boutte meal for Christmas. All I want for Christmas. Hey! Amy. All I want for Christmas is Boutte. <laughs> you Christ- really. Oh, it's not in the Christmas shoes. It's the Christmas Boutte. <laughs> the Christmas Boutte. <laughs> you had a really good one earlier. What was it? <laughs> Amy, every now, Amy is. I'm familiar. She is, you know, yeah. every now and then just hits one out of the park. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah when yeah, you yeah. have a machine gun, at some point you're going to hit something. <laughs> okay. <Yeah>. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> no, Kevin just hit one out of the park. Yeah, okay, Kevin. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> Why don't you just take your low center of gravity and scoot over somewhere else? Uh-oh. We've awakened Jamie. <laughs> Jamie's back. Oh, my gosh. Last night, he's a producer here, and I was making a commercial, and I, I sent it, sent something to him, and he just sends back, thanks, Shamey. Like, <laughs> a boy, Matt. Shamey has drawn her blade. <laughs> the funny thing about Amy to me as far as her jokes is yes. that when she doesn't land one, she turns into a 1934 vaudeville performer who goes, eh? eh? Just, no? She does jazz, she does jazz hands. <laughs> yeah. Most of the time, she's, she's like, a real hack. Is this thing on? It's like when, when you don't know something Wheeler wants you to know about sports. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly like that. You remember? You don't know? What are you, stupid? You don't remember? Uh, George Boutte? Andrew, have you really had four charged lemonades? No, no, I have not. Actually. How many have you had? I had, uh, I had uh, about half a one. Okay, this this is going to be uh, kind of stringent on the other side, but a new medical study just came out that said that one energy drink a month can adversely affect your health. Oh, wow, that's terrible news. <laughs> a month? I drink, I drink a lot of those. Nothing to act on, but I was about to have a Red Bull here in like 20 minutes. And she's like, oh, no. <laughs> That's awful. Uh, I mean, I'm not going to be changing anything, but it's too bad to hear. Did they say why? Is it a just month? like it? Does it mess with your heart? It... I guess the sugar. Well, you know, I mean, you have. That seems a bit crazy on the other side. To me. Yeah, yeah, right. You know, one a month. Sugar yeah. and the caffeine, but just one, like. Mm. But I will say, I mean, there have been times, it's pretty rare. Um, there's one particular brand, those Bang Energy drinks. I have to kind of avoid those because those will, I did drink, last time I drank one of those, I thought I might have been having a heart attack. Like it was, I was in that room over there where Kyle is and I started getting like really freaked out. And I remember, uh, I remember like texting Rachel, like, uh, just in case, uh, like just, just keep an eye on if I fall. I have only been truly terrified on the air a couple times in 24 years. 
And one, the worst one was, uh, I, I bought this stuff called the world's hottest chocolate. <laughs> and it turned out to be true. Mm-hmm. Uh, and <laughs> the whole bar, I still have it in my, in my dresser, in, in the desk here. The whole bar was no bigger than my thumb. And it had about eight sections to it, each one about the size of, I don't know, a big pimple. <laughs> yeah, no, and, very, um, very small. Like and uh... I gave one to Andrew, and I... Honestly, thought he was going to die. You, you oh, gave no. like you, no, you gave like five to me because he didn't know how strong they were. That's a good point. So you were like, and, let's pump uh, it up. I really, I was already doing the math in my head about how many years I would do in prison. <laughs> and then Rachel, <laughs> this is all on this. Is, you can YouTube this. Yeah, by this the is way. on YouTube. Oh, Rachel search goes, world's hottest chocolate. Knowing Andrew and his performative nature, she's like, come on, you you can't be serious. So she ate one, and then she almost died. Oh, <gasps> yeah. Was it like coughing? You can't catch your breath. I fell immediately onto the ground. <laughs> okay. I have never uh, felt pain like that. And w- what's funny is that I didn't want to make Dave feel bad, but I thought that it had destroyed my taste buds. I My taste buds didn't work for really? a couple days. And so I didn't say anything to him because I didn't want because he felt kind of guilty afterward, which I'd never seen before. <laughs> I hey. never, I never seen Dave feel like, ooh, I'm right sorry. That's like a, that's <laughs> an <laughs> Amy insult. Yeah. 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 She's rubbing off. That no, kind I just of... mean we have a lot of fun. We play a lot of jokes on each other here, but I didn't want to make it worse. So I was like, but I, in my head, I'm like, I don't know if my taste is going to You know, I watched <laughs> which somebody. Which it totally fine. The one chip challenge thing mm-hmm. that, lo- that comes yeah. in the thing looks like a coffin. I mm-hmm. watched a friend of mine do it at the bar and he he went home yeah. he had to go home it was I, he was it did not yes. look good at all yeah, and i'm we, like maybe you shouldn't do that man i think i don't think you can handle this he's like oh, i got it we no like you don't to drink a bunch of milk and like uh which I was mean, the first for andrew which was, i never had it before uh Never touch the stuff. What is this weird there's a liquid <laughs> never touch the junk. you don't you really don't drink milk uh no no i don't care for that milk. can't be true have okay. you never seen him eat his cereal dry? Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I, thought you, I thought you just thing. did that because you I mean there's not milk at work so, that here so, that I would use. So you let just me didn't let me preface this because they always get mad at me because Gonna they say to that wrap I'm wrap it up here, producer. So yeah. this will be fast. Uh, they always say I. Well, they, don't let me get in your way. Your milk story. <laughs> you know, I, you're right. I shouldn't say it anyway because my parents will get mad at me. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> where'd that come from? Can you tell a story in three minutes? I can. So we real, can hold it over till two. Real quick, do you not know what dry January is? Anything? No, I do. Every time okay. something comes up that has to do with anything, Raj, fun, anything fun, Raj I ask Amy like, if she's ever heard is? of it. Yes. You know what? That, let me explain it to you. Well, you I'll said is that when it doesn't rain in January? No, anyway. it was a joke. Okay, <laughs> let's hear the story. Anyway, so my my mother really wanted me to drink milk. I didn't want to drink milk because I didn't like it. But she, of course, it's good for me. I needed to drink it. So the the compromise that she would make is that she would put uh, like a medicine cup with a lid on it and she would fill it up with milk and she'd say, you can't drink or eat anything else until you drink this medicine cup and then you can have whatever you want. That's a compromise? Yeah, that was the compromise. If I could just seem do, like much... If I could just do that for her, then I could, you know, have soda or, or you know, cookies or whatever. And so, But I would resist doing it for as long as I possibly could until she basically had no choice but to call the bluff and be like, okay, you can eat and drink other things. Because- and milk always gets better in your pocket. <laughs> That's the thing. I have very clear memories of, like, we had just been to the zoo, and it's been sitting in the car what? all day. And I'm looking at it, and I'm like, I can't drink it now. 
<laughs> like, I think I know a, why you don't like milk. Even <laughs> as a four-year-old, yeah. I, I I brought that up to her not that long ago, and I told her, I was like, you know, that's why I don't like milk, right? And she's like, no. Did she deny it? She doesn't deny that she did it. She just denies that that has that the reason. Because she said, I, which is true, that I didn't like milk before that. Things but now were, I'm like, things, I have like a thing about milk. Things were weird back in the day. I don't know if people still do this, but my mom and dad took it as a personal affront if I didn't want to eat something. Now, not yeah. Every, it's not just kids. Humans don't like certain things, right? And my mom would serve applesauce quite often. And applesauce is like someone old already ate it and spit it in your mouth. <laughs> and I, I just like, like, look, I can sit here as long as you want me to. Yeah. Eventually I'll become a man with a beard, and, you know. Uh, <laughs> but they were not kidding around. They, they did not let you off the hook. Like, my friends would be playing baseball in my yard, and I would be sitting there staring at the applesauce, putting more and more cinnamon in it just to, to choke it down. So that was a real thing when I was a kid. Do you like applesauce now? What do you think? I love applesauce. Yeah, I developed a real taste for it. <laughs> hey, it After ain't so all bad. The, this trauma. <laughs> My parents didn't force me to eat anything. That's probably why I'm fat now. <laughs> yeah, probably. Because I love everything. That's probably why you turned out like that. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Turned out the way you did. I don't know. Isn't it? It's a tough yeah. balance, though, right? I mean, like, we didn't really get. I, I don't remember too often where my parents would make things that they knew that me and my brother didn't like. It was they they would not cater to us, but at least you know, you're not going to have to eat Brussels sprouts. Then my little sister came along, and she's like, "All I will ever eat are chicken nuggets." And they were like, "Okay, yeah, we're going to give you chicken nuggets every meal last all the kid, time." Last kids are like that. You think? Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. You know how I used to sit inside, watch the kids playing outside before you finished your applesauce? That was me trying to finish the algebra test. <laughs> it was multiplication. Multiplication. That was worse. He tried to make it sound better. Raj, do, the, do the sixes for us, Raj. Six times five is 30? Yes. Uh, that'll be enough. Okay. is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.